Hey there, restaurant pros, it's David Scott Peters, and welcome to episode 27 of the Restaurant Prosperity Formula. I've been coaching restaurant owners since 2003, and the Restaurant Prosperity Formula is based on what the most successful restaurant owners I've worked with do on a daily basis to achieve their success. The basic premise of the formula centers around achieving prosperity, freedom from your restaurant, and the financial freedom you deserve. To achieve prosperity, you have to follow a very specific formula made up of leadership, systems, training, accountability, and taking action. Today's topic centers around the crisis our industry is facing. The restaurant industry cannot catch a break. The new crisis of labor shortage and the record food cost increases is threatening our future. I want to have a candid conversation with you about what my members are doing to make it through. Let's get started. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is being brought to you by Repeat Returns. If you're a restaurant owner of a medium to high volume independent restaurant, multi-unit or franchise operator, and you're looking for a proven and realistic solution to attract, grow and retain customers, then you need to visit Repeat Returns. Repeat Returns is a modern marketing platform created by a restaurant owner for restaurant owners. It studies each customer's habits and patterns, predicts the most profitable outcome for your restaurant every single day, and deploys the marketing to make that happen. You'll never lift a finger. To see if Repeat Returns is right for you, visit repeatreturns.com forward slash DSP. Wow, things are changing quick, aren't they? It wasn't just literally six, seven weeks ago, I was in Las Vegas to speak at the nightclub and bar show. And the main concern there was the shortage of employees, the new crisis. We've talked about it. I've talked about becoming an employer of choice and how episode 23 is so important for you to listen to, especially today. How do you become an employer of choice? Because we have this shortage of employees. How do we change it? And there's no quick fix. Six months to a year. I wish I had a quick fix. But there's another thing that is adding to this crisis, the shortage of food and how our prices, what we pay for product is going through the roof. In fact, we're now, I think it was Restaurant Business Magazine put out an article, was talking about this is the largest increase in pricing on menu pricing since 1981. You're feeling it. Like chicken wings have been up, I think it's 100%. Brisket, 300%. Like go down the list of all the things that are up by hundreds of percentage points since just January. It's getting harder and harder to work with our burnout employees. The few that we have, nobody coming in to apply. Like, you feel the pressure? Heck, your distributors are feeling it. When's the last time your regular driver delivered your delivery? How, how many of you are seeing your sales managers out in trucks because they are feeling the same thing, the shortage of product that they can't get you, you're upset. The increased prices, you're upset. They don't have employees to drive their trucks. So first nightclub and bar, and then Louisiana Restaurant Association show. And now I'm in Las Vegas again, recording this podcast because I'm speaking at the pizza expo. And the first two days were just seminars. And so I gave a two day part one, part two seminar to try and help restaurant owners, just like you get out of this hole to take control of their business, understand the importance of budgets, leadership, putting the systems in place to control their numbers. But I will tell you, in all of these shows, the major threat is operators are worried. I can't find people. My food costs are, are through the roof. When, at what point in time, will this stop? Man, I can't answer that question. 
I like, I don't know. I'm just like you. I'm riding this train. Like, where is it taking us? We thought by now we'd be through COVID, but here it is again. Now there's some good news. I, I believe I was talking to my wife and she's watching the news and those cases are starting to come down again. Maybe we're starting, the, the mitigation process is, is working again. Maybe there's more shots in arms. Maybe, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. But I'd like to think we're going to get through this. Well, challenges on our industry is when we replace one crisis, we replace it with another. It, it just, it's going to be that way. But this one's pretty severe. I feel for you. I'm, an, I'm on calls, coaching calls with you on a weekly basis. I feel, see your pain. Like in the old days, we get on a phone call. I spend my life on Zoom. I see your face. I see the anguish. I hear the pain. Heck, I even see the tears. And I will tell you, from show to show, to where it is today, and those coaching calls, it is a crisis, right? Let's just call it what it is. It's a crisis, shortage of employees and rising costs with shortages. Now, as I mentioned, I've already addressed kind of what you're going to do to overcome the shortage of employees. And it's, it's no easy answer. It's become an employer of choice. I'm not going to harp on that. Again, I'm going to remind you, go listen to episode 23 of the Restaurant Prosperity Formula, my podcast. It's a must listen. So putting that aside, let's talk about food and the employee shortage. Here's kind of what's been happening out there. I can tell you that I've been coaching my members. They must attack their menus. You've got to attack your menu. Your menu is the key to the labor shortage and your prices. What do I mean by that? Well, let me tell you a couple stories. Let me tell you about real members that I work with week to week and the changes they're making. Well, let me tell you a little bit about, about how they're reducing their menu sizes, how they're attacking the menu and getting creative, how they're literally trying to figure out how they can reduce prep, simplify their operations, how they can on the fly make changes that during a shift, they could literally save the kitchen, be able to do with less employees, to be able to handle rushes and all those unhappy customers that seem to be coming out of the woodwork because they see an empty table and they want to sit there. They can't believe how much you're charging for things. They're just not polite. It's, it's a perfect storm. Well, let me first tell you a little bit about Emmy. Emmy and I have worked together now for probably a year and a half. You've probably listened to her po the, the podcast we did together. She is an incredible operator up in North Dakota, small town. And for years, her goal was to be to provide for a community. There's not a lot of restaurants. She wanted to be all things to all people. And I kept saying, we've got to make a change. We've got to make a change. But quite honestly, she was making changes in her business that it became easier to run, that she had time off and she had managers and it was making money and doing really, really well. Well, then the business started flooding back and it created an employee shortage. She hired as quickly as she could, but like everybody else, she doesn't have all the employees she needs to handle those and all the catering business that's coming in now. Like it's flooding in. Well, it was finally came to a head that we had to attack our menu. And it was very difficult. I'm gonna tell you right now, when I start talking about working on your menu, it's me kicking your baby. Your menu is your restaurant. Your menu is you. That's how we perceive it as restaurant owners. You are 
picking on me and saying something's wrong with me, but it's not the case. See, when you give me the right numbers, when you have accurate up-to-date recipe costing cards, you have your menu mix, your product mix from your POS system. We can do analysis, I call a menu profitability monitor, and we can find out your ideal food costs, what your high sellers are, your low sellers, your high costs, your low costs, great cash, cash contributors, things that don't make you money. And we can make changes to your menu. We can raise the prices on your top selling items, one, two, and three, and it can make a huge impact. We can change products, reduce portion sizes, or outright get rid of items and make those changes in the mix and truly hone in, if you will, put a, a laser light on moving the needle and lowering your food cost. But at the same time, we can look at those line by line by line and go, hey, how many products do you use that in? How many products do you use that in? And so on and so forth, where maybe we're making a specific sauce for one item. We're bringing in a product for one item that you sell. We're having to spend hours upon hours on prep and it's slowing things down because that's the way our menu is put together. And don't get me wrong, I'm not gonna take you from, from being a scratch kitchen. I'm not gonna tell you to buy shitty product and dummy down your menu. I will never tell you to do those things, but there are things you can do to make a change. So I can tell you, it was quite emotional, but it was time for Emmy to take action and make the change. And it really was spurred mostly because of the kitchen, not having enough employees. And the more you have on a menu, the more employees you need, the higher skill they need. It just takes time. So it finally got to Emmy and said, it was time. And I've probably talked to her for well over a year about reducing her menu, but now is the time. And I'm telling you, it's painful. As a restaurant owner, you know that if you sit there and look at your menu and say, you're, you've got people who love a lot of things on your menu to take them away, there can be a lot of fear. Well, we did the analysis. We didn't do it once, did it twice. Heck, I think there might've been a third time. Raised some prices, but wholesale went through and looked at the product mix and said, really, can you get by without that? Can you get by without this? Can you get by without this? What is the impact it would have on the kitchen? And all of a sudden we were reducing menu items and reducing unique products, reducing prep, reducing the amount of labor needed to execute the menu. It was a big decision, but finally Emmy made that decision. She became the leader her restaurant needed. Well, she always was, but this was a big choice. Well, I can tell you with pride on today's group coaching call, she put that menu out and she reduced it by no less than 70 items. It is, it is a far cry from what it is. Now she posted for her, for all of her customers to see, Hey, there's a labor shortage. There's a product shortage, COVID. These things are affecting us and this is temporary. This is what we're doing right now. And quite everybody in the, quite honestly, everybody in the community is supporting her. The employees are supporting her. While she was fearful, all the arrows, they didn't happen. And all of a sudden, her, even her kitchen crew said, man, there's so much less prep to do. It's much easier to get through our day. So Amy attacked it. Yes, she raised some prices. But the main thing was she reduced what she was selling. She realized she can't be all things to all people, but if you sell what your customers love and then later add back some new things or weekly specials, you can truly impact your bottom line, but more importantly, that labor shortage. So yeah, changing your mix, 
raising some prices, changing some products, reducing the menu size, attacked both labor and her food cost. Really, really amazing. At the same time, I'm working with Angie and Doug out of Washington, out on the shore. And they've got a small restaurant attached to a golf course. And they truly started really with a foodie type concept, lost their chef, lost managers, and are truly doing everything they can as, as operators to make change in their business. And I can tell you that they know their numbers. They understand what their customers want. They truly have incredible core values and how they want to deliver for their guests. Well, we, you bet it. They have the same challenges. Don't have enough employees. Food costs was starting to get out of control. When working on their budget, we realized how we had to bring that food cost way down. Well, how do you get there? You attack the menu. And again, not easy process. Not one, not two, but three calls. In fact, one of our calls was truly just hours of discussing how the impact of changing the menu made them feel. What they were worried about, their customers, their employees. It's a big deal. And I don't take it lightly. I, in fact, said to them, I don't care how many calls we're on, how many hours it takes for you to feel comfortable with the changes in your business. I don't live there. I don't work there. And I will never make them make decisions to go against their core values. Well, I can tell you with great pride, they got to the right point. And we have to do it in a couple phases because there is no chef there anymore. They don't have a strong culinary presence. They've got good cooks and people who can execute the menu, but no creativity. Nobody there that could really hone in and you know, say, hey, we need this product. We need this item. We could make these changes. So we got, we thought outside the box. Well, again, reduction in, in number of items, again, reducing prep, reducing all the knowledge people had, getting rid of things that people were not ordering quite as heavily as something else. We could simplify the kitchen. We also raised prices and some of the things, the prices had to go way up because you understand what I'm saying. You have products that have jumped up 300% or more, and you're still trying to sell these things. Like, not in their restaurant, but chicken wings. There are now concepts that are dropping chicken wings because there's a shortage and they're so damn expensive. They were already something that was almost too costly to sell, but really popular. So we, we, honed, we, we hung in there. Well, here, Angie and Doug made these, these cuts. Now we thought outside the box because we don't have a culinary professional in the building, a true chef that could help bring back that core value need for to have the community not just be provide them food and service, but great food, things they wouldn't find anywhere else. Kind of a chef flair to it. Well, we reached out to the broadline distributor, Cisco. Do you know that your broadline distributors have chefs that work for them, not just salespeople, but chefs that work for them in their business development department that can help you create new items, new recipes. Of course, they want to sell you a product that's in their four walls, right? But the fact of the matter is, there are some truly gifted people in these distributors that you can tap into to help you make the change. Heck, they'll even walk in your building, look at your equipment, and kind of hone in 
Now, the beautiful part about for Doug and Angie is they've got the Cisco is actually who they're working with, who are going to help them with that. And they've got me to help work on when we bring those recipes in, when they work on the recipe card, and we plug it in and see what it's going to do to their mix, we can identify what their food cost is going to do. So step one was reduce labor. Step two was to reduce the number of items. And three is what's coming up next is to bring the food cost down by bringing in other products. For instance, to fit their concept, we talked about saute. Because then you can get very chefy with sauces and pastas and things like that and not bog down your kitchen. High perceived value, I can charge for it and I can get really, really creative. I can tell you, it's amazing when you as an owner make that decision that you can actually make changes that can truly impact not only your food cost, but your labor. Because labor is scarce right now. Earlier during the pandemic, working with Sue and Jeff, they have a brew pub up in Wisconsin. In order to make sure their business was going to be around, we had to take their food costs from a 38% to 34 But they also had a prep issue. They were started off with a chef who was truly creative. Chef didn't last very long, but there was all these items that had multiple unique items in it. All these items that had really heavy prep, a sauce, a, 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 you name it. And we said, hey, you've got to make a change. We did your budget. We need to bring your food cost down from 38% to 24. How do you do that? Well, part of that was, again, thinking outside the box. It was number one. I said, you need to add pizza. It would fit, fit craft beer, craft, right? A craft pizza, craft beer. So they invested in a $40,000 pizza oven, trusting that that was the right call. But they also reached out and got a chef consultant to help re-engineer the menu as far as recipes, not the cost side, but how can you dovetail, cross-utilize products, source products, bring costs down, keep you know, a higher perceived value. So again, you can think outside the box, unlike Doug and Angie, who went to a broadline distributor to use their chef, they had tapped into us foods for that, but that chef really wasn't going to match what they needed. So they went outside and paid for a chef consultant. Well, I'm happy to report their food costs is way down. Their labor costs is way down because they thought outside the box, they were allowed to bring pizza to bring the food costs way down with high perceived value to take pressure off other stations in the restaurant. Now, I'm going to tell you about Steve. Steve has two restaurants, one in Oregon, one in Idaho. I've done a, a podcast with him. I'm going to tell you right now, like everybody I'm, I'm talking about, these are all fantastic owners. Steve knows his numbers, 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 numbers. He took budgeting the way I do it to a whole new level. He is truly amazing when he talks about, you know, what he wants for his company and for employees and how to become an employer of choice. But there is a huge shortage of employees because in the areas where one of his restaurant is, a lot of people don't live there that can work there because it's too expensive. So the shortage is real. It was already a challenge before there was a true shortage. Now I can tell you, he as well made a change during the pandemic. We brought his food costs from 38% down to 24. And I think he hits 24.5. Truly amazing. Talk about all these people, but Steve's a leader. 
a leader the business needs? Well, just recently, because of the shortage of employees, because of the shortage of products and increased costs, he's had to make the hard decision, the decision that, that I, for the first time in my career, I think I've told you in a couple podcasts ago, I recommended to close a day or two because there's just not enough people. When you start making your crisis, your employees crisis, you're going to burn them out and lose them. Well, he made the hard decision to reduce hours, but he also recently called me up and talked about wholesale cutting items off the menu that were heavy prep, heavy, heavy number of steps in execution, even though they're top sellers literally a section in the menu, but in order to get by and make it with the labor he has, he made a tough decision. You start to see the theme with each one of these restaurant owners, they're leaders. They don't give up on their core values. They don't cheat the guest, but they do make the decisions that are required to keep their business operating, to still provide for the community, to give them some sanity and still make it. They're not easy decisions. Last, I want to tell you about Neely and Ryan. They're new members of mine in my RT, RTI program, Restaurant Transformation Intensive. And on the group coaching calls, I've been thrilled to have them a part of the group because they truly participate. They truly have a growth mindset. They're very successful and have a couple restaurants in Maryland. And two calls ago, it started off with, hey, one of the other members said, how do you handle when you're getting bogged down at the door and your kitchen's starting to get slaughtered? Like your ticket times are going up. Well, lots of members came up with neat ideas, right? And the one that just really was so outside the box and fantastic is what they do in their business. Like I, I started giving my advice, hey, reduce your number of items, dot, 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 for all the reasons we've been talking about. But Ryan and Neely, they said, you know what we have? We have a second menu that is automatically reduced. So when we start to say, it looks like we're going to drown, we pull our menus and replace them with a different menu. Now, the beautiful part about it is it's not that it's a new menu. It's a reduced menu, one that they know they can execute in the kitchens easily. They're not those things that require the extra steps to bog you down. And as far as the servers go, they don't really have to know that it's a smaller menu or not because... All it is, is the guests are ordering certain items. You don't have to reprogram POS system. You don't have to raise prices. You don't have to do all these things. You just have to be ready to execute in a moment's notice when you know you're short staffed and the ticket times are going up. Again, if you'll notice, there's this theme, Emmy, Angie, Doug, Sue, Jeff, Steve, Neely and Ryan. The solution to all of these challenges, the shortage of employees and the rising costs is the menu. Understand as an operator to get there, to make this in a perfect world. If we, if we live there, I tell you the two most important systems, any restaurant should have are budgets and recipe costing cards. Why they're both proactive systems. So in the scenarios that I just went through, most every one of them, we started with a budget and understanding where we need to get our food costs in order to survive, to make money, to thrive. Depending on where you are in your life cycle and the challenges you face, your budget is critical for you to create your proactive plan. And in many of these plans, it means attacking your menu. 
especially when you think about most restaurants now do 80, 85, 90, 95% food sales. That means there's one section that you can have a huge impact in. It odds are in most small restaurants, you might have to do one or 2% in wine sales. I don't care if you were running 80% poor cost and you got it down to 40 and you doubled your profitability. Great, you made a couple hundred bucks. But when 90% of your sales are food, you know that when you bring that food cost down, it has a dramatic impact on your bottom line. When you can simplify your menu, you can reduce the number of cooks you need. It can reduce your labor costs major way because that's where your highest labor costs are. Do you see how this works? So it starts with that budget. You create your plan for success, just like each one of my members have done. Now, with that said, we then look and say, okay, recipe costing cards. Well, each one of these members that I told you about, they had that second system in place as well. Accurate, up-to-date recipe costing cards. And hell, one of them, they weren't even perfect. But I'm gonna tell you right now, I'll give me, give me recipe cards that are slightly out of date and we can know that we move the needle, we're gonna reduce it by X number of points. We just don't know if our starting point or ending point were accurate because the prices weren't up-to-date, meaning your costs. Either way, each one of these members put the hard work in to do their recipe costing cards. I'm going to tell you it means it requires software. You've got to have software. I'm going to tell you right now. As somebody who in my past life created software to handle every aspect of running a restaurant, you've got to have food and beverage software. And I don't care which one you use. I'm software agnostic. The one you will use is the one I want you to have. Now, we do have one that we recommend to our, our members because most of them are having great success with it. And that company's called Margin Edge. You should call up Bruce and say you heard you heard about him at David Scott Peters Restaurant Prosperity Formula podcast. I don't get a dime for the referral, but I'd love for him to know that there's some marketing out there that he gets for free that's working for him. But again, I don't care which one you use. The fact of the matter is you need recipe cost cards. They need to be up to date. You need to be able to take your invoices like in Margin Edge, take a picture of it, scan it up, if you will, to the internet, and magically your prices are up to date, which means your next inventory is up to date, your next order is up to date, and all your recipe costing cards are up to date. So now we can do an analysis. Whether it's already tied into your Margin Edge or you're using my spreadsheet and you're running a product mix report, you put it together and now we can menu engineer We've got the right data to make change in your business. And again, with a culinary eye to it, we can start to look at unique items, heavy prep items, high sellers, low sellers, ca great cash contributors, and those things that just really shouldn't, shouldn't be on your menu anymore. And if you've got a, a great culinary professional on your team, then we can start to get creative. What can we bring in? Pasta, pizza, you, under, you understand you're going to find things that fit your concept and can bring the cost down with high perceived value. See, if you want to make change in your business, it's like I've always said, the two most important systems any restaurant should have are budgets and recipe costing cards because they're proactive tools. To get through this crisis of a shortage of employees, we need to simplify our operations. To get through this crisis of rising prices and getting to a point where I hope we're not there yet, but fear in our industry that we will eventually raise the price of all of our menu items to a point where they no longer deliver value. To avoid that, you've got to attack your menu and start to get creative. So I'm going to tell you right now, 
from a restaurant coach to a restaurant owner like you. Follow what my members have done. Create your budget, know where you are. Start attacking your menu, preferably with recipe costing cards. Be willing to make the changes necessary, even if it hurts because you have fear of what it's going to mean for your business and your customers. You've got to become the leader your restaurant needs. And I'm going to tell you, if you don't know where to start, if you need help, there's no shame in that. Because these stories I'm telling you are about my members. These are restaurant owners like you who made the decision that they know they didn't know what they... They didn't know what they didn't know, and they needed to learn, and they wanted support, not only from me, but from other restaurant owners. So if you're concerned about employees, if you're concerned about your food cost, if you're concerned about the direction and future of your business, whether it's you're just trying to get the one, two points that you're losing because costs are going up, or you're truly saying, gosh, I want to make change in my business. I want to have a life, have managers in there, and I want to make the money I deserve. I'd love to talk to you. Maybe it's time you visit me at davidscottpeters.com. And up in my menu bar at the upper right-hand side, it says, book my discovery call. You want to get on a call with me? I'll happily help you shine a light on where your challenges are. And maybe I'm right to work with you. Maybe I'm not. But no matter what, that time we spend... I will share with you exactly what you need to do to make the changes you need to make it through this crisis. Now, do me a favor. Go take action. Hey, that was an awesome episode. I want to thank you for taking the time to take action on building a better, more prosperous restaurant. Before you go, I want to give you these three thoughts. One, by combining leadership and taking action with systems and training being checked by accountability, you are on your way to creating prosperity for you and your restaurant. Two, I have something I need from you. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. By leaving us a review, other restaurant pros seeking out this information are able to find it. I read the reviews and hearing how this information has benefited you does wonders for me. And three, if you find any of the discussions helpful, share them. The more restaurant pros who have access to them, the better we become as an industry. For more restaurant resources or to get in contact with me, connect with me at davidscottpeters.com. Be passionate about what you're doing. Be persistent, but more importantly, become better and help everyone around you become better. And your restaurant is going to kick some ass.